What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thank you very much for tuning in. Or, as always, we massively appreciate your time and your company for these episodes. Uh, before we jump into this awesome, awesome episode, a quick reminder that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London and. Um, is very 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 fortunate to host shows from across the whole wide world um, and uh, we're thrilled to obviously continue our celebration and uh, unwavering passion uh, for contemporary soul uh, jazz funk uh, latin and hip-hop music so um, i would love for you to check us out at blueingreenradio.com uh, you'll find our radio stream you'll find a whole slew of interviews and uh, album and single reviews and um You'll also find a full backlist catalogue of the Blue in Green podcast as well. So, uh, today's episode, uh, as I said, mega excited about this one. I have the incredible opportunity to spend some time with a producer, pianist, musician, um, uh, Matt Wild, And it's a brilliant episode. I'm, again, thrilled that he kind of had the time to kind of is to sit down and just uh, talk shop really um, he has a stunning EP which I've honestly screamed about on on blue and green radio shows for a few months now so it came out in May 2021 it's available to purchase via Bandcamp and uh, more specifically through uh, the brilliant Root Records who are a new subsidiary records label of um, Deep Matter who have a stunning catalogue a stunning um, roster of artists and projects so uh, check all of those out and um, you'll no doubt stumble upon to uh, Matt Wilde's uh, debut uh, EP entitled Believe in Things created over the last year um, during the quarantine uh, kind of period it's awesome to see new projects kind of come as a result of that period um, in many cases projects that wouldn't have seen the light of day otherwise so it's really really interesting uh, to kind of talk about Matt's uh, process in terms of creating it and uh, putting the whole thing together and um yeah that transition for him as playing with other bands to kind of taking that kind of central role so it's a it's a great conversation as i say before i jump in any further a quick shout out to our buddy justin the stylist who uh is if you are aware of him uh online particularly he is like the finest purveyor of contemporary jazz that you could hope to meet contemporary and classic jazz uh, and it's through his wisdom uh, that um, I kind of stumbled onto the Believe in Things project. So a massive shout out to Justin, former guest as well on the Blue and Green podcast. Go back to episode 85 and you'll hear our epically long uh, conversation about uh, just music that we're crazily passionate about. So, um, but moving back on to Believe in Things, it's a, it's a wonderful four-track EP and a brilliant kind of... Uh, um, 
display poster advertisement for uh, Matt's just incredible talent and uh, I think all the really amazing projects that he's kind of uh, got coming up so it's going to be so much fun to kind of watch this amazing career kind of unfold uh, over the uh, the years uh, that was that was sure to follow so uh, I'd love you guys to check this episode out and uh, once again the Believe in Things EP is available uh, through uh, Root Records so check out both of the Bandcamp pages of Root Records and Matt Wild and um, uh, I think one more thing to say there but as usual the uh, Blue in Green uh, podcast features two songs per episode uh, our guest in this case Matt will pick the, the closing number uh, of the episode but I have the luxury of picking the opening one and I'm absolutely uh, going to jump into the Believe in Things EP and the title track which is the final of the four tracks on the um, on the EP and it's, it's far and away my favourite I love it uh, three minutes and six seconds of just utter bliss the whole thing is fantastic it genuinely is but there, there's a real magic uh, in the Believe in Things uh, song for me so I'm um, absolutely going to present that one to you my friends if you've never heard this before you're in for an absolute treat uh, he's an awesome dude I really really enjoyed this conversation I hope uh, he and I will have the opportunity to kind of sit down and do one of these again in time to come thanks very much for checking uh, this out uh, once again you're listening to the Blue and Green podcast please check us out at Blue and Green Radio uh, and without further ado my friends I present to you Matt Wilde
nice. Thanks for, yeah, I'm really glad we managed to make this happen. Yeah, dude, I'm super excited. Thank you so much for uh, for, for, for your time, for hanging out today. Are you, are you well, firstly? Is everything all right with you? Yeah, really good. Yeah, can't complain. Had a great morning. Um, you know, had uh, another phone call before this. Uh, got some practice in this morning. Um, yeah, do you tend to get a lot of practice in? Yeah, man. Just, yeah, maybe not as much as I used to, but um, yeah, still on it. Yeah, I tend to do it in the mornings, you know, try and get up a little bit earlier mm. um, while the world still sleeps. At least that's usually my hope. Um, yeah, and then life takes over for the rest of the day. But yeah, right. I'm still still practicing quite a bit. That's excellent. How, how have you been over the last, uh, what are we, nearly two years? You know, that kind of... <laughs> Crazy. S- it's crazy, right? <laughs> like, how have you kind of, what, what is your, like, your current situation in relation to that? Are you, um, you know, back to where things were before? Are you still having to spend a lot of time at home? Yeah. Um, not back to the way things were before. Um, live music's happening again, although mm. there's been a bit of a shift and transition for me personally during, you know, the series of lockdowns we've had. Um, so things are, things are going well. Um, to be honest, I, I find it really challenging right at the beginning of it all. Um, but now I've kind of like leaned in, leaned into it a bit more and mm. um, got a bit of a routine going. I've just been writing a lot, collaborating with people, uh, both now in person, which has been great, but also remotely uh, for the past year and a half. Um, so yeah, I'm in, in the swing of things really. Um, but yeah, things have changed both yeah. like in terms of my circumstances, uh personally financially as well a little bit you know things have shifted and i've yeah just had to try and respond i think like everyone else really what 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 were you finding difficult you said uh sort of at the beginning what were specifically sort of well not specifically but um, yeah. yeah what were you finding difficult <laughs> yeah so some of the challenges for me i think like you know everyone had, has had their own but for me mm. just you know lack of contact with people mm. uh live music as well you know i was doing quite a bit of uh, session work you know with other artists and bands um both in studio but also live you know live performances and um, and so that was a big part of my life really and it just you know stopped and the impact that that had on the people who I'd been playing with live uh, was was immense and that got to me as well you know just yeah. the fact that we weren't doing it but then also just that we're kind of in this limbo period um but yeah I mean it, in many ways it's been um, a positive because I've started exploring things that I otherwise wouldn't from teaching people, you know, and sharing and Amazing. running mu- music sessions online, one-to-one music sessions with people. That's something I wasn't doing before uh, that I started doing uh, through people who like would reach out to me, I guess, through like social media and stuff. Mm. Um, I just started honoring it and meeting with people and uh, that's been great. I don't think that's something I'll stop, you know, um, mm. going forward. So there's been little things like that that have that this has been a catalyst for, which is yeah. you know a positive thing. And you know my situation is by no way, uh, shape or form, like bad. You know, um, and yeah. I know people have lost lost friends and family, and you know I've been fortunate enough not to go through that. So yeah, you know I just count my blessings really. Mm. That's amazing how you managed to adapt to it, though. I mean, I, I've you know through this gig, I kind of get to talk to sort of artists all over and you know you, you there's always that range of how they've uh that range of responses in terms of how they've dealt with the last year and a bit and some find it really difficult to have created 
you know, to have been sort of creative in that space, you know, not being able to kind of experience life in, in the way that they would have to perform, to go out, to holiday, to see friends and kind of get that day-to-day inspiration. They kind of found it really, really difficult to kind of create music in that space, you know. But, mm. you know, it's awesome to talk to like someone like yourself who w- did manage to kind of maintain that kind of creative buzz and kind of, you, I mean, you created a, a, a wonderful EP as a result of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Exactly. You know, um, yeah, I think everyone's different and like, um, I'm a bit of an introvert. Um, so, um, but I do get a lot of energy from other people, of course. Um, mm. but I ended up just getting in my, my head a lot, which maybe isn't the best thing, but at the same time, it allowed me to create music in a way that I hadn't ever done before. You know, there was no agenda or like no brief or, you know, it was just me, my keyboards, Ableton Live um, and improvisation. So um, that was a unique thing that I learned, I guess. And it was, um, it became almost like, um, not therapy, but like it became my structure. You know, I kind of like created structure around practice and making beats every day, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least kind of aiming towards that. And just without any, um, what's the word, without any like pre- preconception of what it's going to be it was right. just kind of we're, we're in this lockdown and you know i'm just going to set this little goal for myself just to refine my my practice really and just have fun and um then believing things you know one of the tracks happened just in that way and then another track and another track and you know over the period of like two or three months you know i had this body of work that i thought you know really reflected kind of me i guess you know mm. without, without sounding too corny um, no not at all yeah and that's kind of yeah where that was born really and that i, I just don't think that would have ever happened in that same way um right. you know um i'm usually playing keys for other people and uh, producing you know with other artists in mind which is a beautiful thing but this was um just just really authentically me i guess so you never had aspirations of of being sent a stage yeah um not no not in that way <laughs> not wow, center that's stage. awesome <laughs> yeah uh not not like center stage but definitely as a artist and producer i've always right. wanted to share my my work with the world and right. um yeah you know um i'm yet to perform in that capacity you know like in a way that it's kind of matt wild and my name mm. um you know i do have hopes for how that could be you know going forward um but even even then, you know, I would love to bring people through, work with other musicians and, you know, so it's not, I guess, just about me, so to speak. Right. Um, but yeah, um, definitely always had aspirations of, you know, releasing my own music. Um, it's just been, you know, a long time, uh, I guess, a long time coming and things kind of fell into place and happened for a reason. At what point did you kind of recruit uh, the other mus- musicians that you because you've got a great guest list uh, of kind of featured players on on the project like at what point did they uh, did you start to you know want other people kind of involved in it and kind of reach out to them to be, to be involved so everyone yeah everyone who's involved in the project is someone who I've spoken to and you know built friendships with uh, along the way um, so they're people who I've got to know over the years um, and it kind of just happens in the, I guess, in the in the writing phase and process. So, you know, I'm writing some of the tracks and, you know, I'm playing bass on them and, you know, I'm creating sort of melodic lines and harmonies, um, 
but I start hearing other things like uh, trumpet, uh, horn instruments, um, you know, electric bass, you know, um, mm. I just start hearing, you know, start hearing things and I'm, I'm just, I guess I like, imagining the possibility, like while I'm in the process of writing. Right. So then I just I keep a little journal and, you know, I just, I just write down kind of what I'm thinking in the moment. So I, I think, you know, in this section we could have horns and, you know, uh, this track would really benefit from, you know, someone who plays bass really well um, or, or whatever. And then just start reaching out to people really and just asking if it's something they would like to be part of. Um, yeah. And so that's how that happened, really. And did you, I guess, you, were you able to meet up to kind of record this together or did you send them what you had or that you did it? Remotely? Yeah, it was com- it was completely, rem- re- this project was com- made completely remotely. Wow. Um, yeah. And so, Again, that was the first, uh, I guess this project's a many, like a, a lot of firsts in many ways, you know, it's the first project, but also that was the first time I'd ever worked in that way exclusively. Um, so yeah, but for me, it was like really, it was really nice because every time I would receive, you know, that email with a WeTransfer link with someone, <laughs> with someone else's interpretation of some vague email I've sent, you know, with a bit of an right. idea maybe. Um, it was always like it was always like a it's like Christmas, you know, better than Christmas in a way, <laughs> honestly. And because you know, it's like, yeah, it's it's a little package, you know, you know, digital package. Like, um, so that that was beautiful. I still really love that. So I think That's even awesome. going forward, I'll still work with people remotely <laughs> for nothing else other than you know just receiving their interpretation of the thing that I've sent, you know, in a right. in a complete complete form. You know, it's beautiful observing the process and being part of that process in a space together but there's something also magical about kind of just just honoring people's skills and you know why i've reached out to them in the first place Hmm. and then um just enjoying what they send back that's so cool do you ever worry that they'll send something back and say yep this is brilliant and then you'll hear it and say oh that's not what i was hoping for (laughs) (laughs) i can't really tell to yeah no, no, of course yeah no no i'm not, not no, specific, I'm, kid- yeah. I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding no you know of course but i've learned a lot you know so about myself in that process so yes initially you know but then i just kind of realized that <clears throat> for me that was just about my relationship with like you know control in a way and i guess we all have our own relationships with control right. and so i just try to make the con- conscious decision to just honor you know what comes back now, of course, you know, we can send edits and give feedback and all that good stuff, but mm. just as, as be as open as possible to um, other people's interpretations, really. It might not always work, um, but it's not to say that it's not right or good. You know, I'm not there right. to judge that. It's, it, I guess it's just whatever fits the music, really. And, um, you know, I'd say more times than not, the result is something that's surprising, but in a, in a really good way. Right. That's such an encouraging response, though, like to sort of to be open, you know, in I, I guess to that extent. This is probably the one thing where you'd be allowed to be really controlling about in terms of it's your music and, you know, it's your vision, etc. Your name on, you know, that goes on it. So you'd be allowed to to be a bit like, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's a real kind of um, encouraging kind of response. And just to shout out those players, I mean, you had. Uh, on on trumpet you you know you guys really sound great together Aaron Wood uh on yeah. on trumpet I mean a lot he appears on on every each of the f- uh four songs and you guys really do yeah they're 
that this or the marriage of those two really sound great. Uh, yeah, Oscar yeah. Ogden on drums and uh, Ben Carr bass guitar, I uh, believe just for one track. And um, yeah, it's a really great lineup of of musicians. So. Um, uh, yeah it it sounds like you guys are just having a blast together in one room it really really does so yeah it's so it's, it's all come together incredibly well uh, yeah thanks man do you think you will I, I, I mean you've already said it but um but is that a kind of a way that you would like to continue working i know you said you kind of enjoy that we transfer kind of uh, uh you know but i think but there's an element of improvisation in how you create so do you would you relish that opportunity to be in a in a room with with people and almost try that with everyone together yes 100 percent. you know 100 percent. Right. i think yes um although i think i'd still have a bit of like a a joint way of doing it so yeah i imagine so for the next project um that i'm kind of writing at the moment um that's the aim really is to get in the space together and yeah get that feel down really um and then, but still have the p- potential to reach out to, you know, musicians who, yeah. you know, might not be able to be there together in the space or, um, yeah, who might, you know, live in different parts of the world potentially um, and do a bit of that sort of remote recording thing as well. But I'd say, yeah, largely, at least for one project, you know, to to approach it in that way would just be, mm. yeah, it'd be an amazing experience really. And it would probably capture something that, again we otherwise wouldn't so uh you know remotely so um yeah we Mm. yeah we would probably be able to like yeah just have but you know more fun in a way and like bounce around you know bounce around ideas in a moment um yeah so yeah can't wait really to to start doing that more and more Mm -hmm. we've already began but um i would love to yeah have a big session with you know four or five people in in the room at, at one time um mm-hmm. that's definitely the aim next i'm sorry how much does improvisation feature in your music i guess it's one thing when you're creating from scratch alone but if you were in you know is that kind of your desired way of doing it or is there a lot of structure that goes in beforehand yeah so um yeah a bit of both i guess uh, mm-hmm. a bit of both um so for believing things um i would improvise say for example the solos i would play ideas i'd create I'd, I'd do like you know 10 or 15 takes basically wow. and then you know just having fun you know exploring mm-hmm. ideas i'd hit the record button you know there's no one else there it's just me you know me on my own with my headphones on uh, and my piano and yeah i would i would kind of go round and round over the changes and improvise um and then edit it down a little bit and kind of like get into it that way. Um, so a bit of both. So I guess for me that while the core of it, it was sort of improvised. Um, there is an element of kind of like stitching things together and sampling different elements of the thing that I've just played kind of like, yeah, kind of, kind of leaning more into that hip hop tradition of sampling, but sampling myself really. And, and, um, taking snippets that kind of shine in a, much larger uh take of improvisation but going forwards like for live shows definitely improvised but with some structure you know we kind of know uh different sections that we'd be playing over and who might solo where uh, and improvise where so um definitely improvised but with structure Mm. i mean I, i don't play an instrument myself but 
you know the, the very notion of being like on a stage with with artists in front of an audience and you know there being any element of improv- improvisation just freaks me out you know like <laughs> how do you you know I, I know it's going to be a lot about you guys need to listen to each other and you know go in a, a unified direction as opposed to <laughs> wait what are you playing over there you know and I I I, I, I totally get it but I it almost makes me very nervous the idea of 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 it being approached like that you know I, I don't mm. think it's something I personally I mean as I, I don't even play an instrument but I don't know I just I find it nerve-wracking yeah I think I think that's you know would you say that thinking about it in that way and finding it nerve-wracking is possibly the reason you know would that make it exciting to you know to watch say in a live performance oh ab- oh yes no no yeah. sorry from yes at 100 yeah. percent. I, I meant in terms of to be on that stage and yeah say, hey, okay. let's let's do this it's like oh my gosh no let's no, exactly. stick to the sheet music but no you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right from from being in the crowd i've i've, I've watched loads I, I even live streamed a couple uh, over yeah. the last year from a, a band i i'm familiar with in the states and it is it is really exciting you're absolutely right to watch it um live because i think you listen to them as much as they're listening to each other do you know what i mean because you're almost trying to pick up on what where the direction's going as well so yeah from a listener it's really exciting yeah yeah and so yeah i guess like um so with that in mind you know that's kind of the the beauty of it because it it could all fall apart at any moment (laughs) you know it really could you know it could um but you know you work on that together and you know you you know you Hopefully it won't, but that's what makes it so exciting. You know, so that same fear that you might think you might have being on stage is the same thing that makes it really exciting to be a part of, you know, in an audience or or whatever that might be. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, for me personally, it is, it is um, challenging, you know, in terms of like, um, you know, nerves and and things like that. But as soon as you're involved and and, and as soon as Mm. you're kind of getting into it, you know, that kind of, goes out the window a little bit and you can just kind of yeah just really get into the music amazing right i'm bringing my triangle to your next performance (laughs) let's go let's go (laughs) i can't get too much wrong with the triangle i would have well yeah i probably could but uh yeah we'll give it a go (laughs) amazing at what point did um did uh sort of root records and um uh deep matter become kind of a part of 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 this kind of uh the the believing things experience Mm. so it was really awesome working with those to be honest working with root records and and deep matter um i started a conversation with them two years ago um online predominantly you know through Mm. social media um and you know we didn't talk about releasing music together you know initially or even like a year into talking and I guess we just kind of um just just started speaking really and and um supporting each other's music I I was aware of their artists a big fan of their their stuff and the artists that they work with and support you know I'd already been listening you know to their roster and and the releases that they'd been putting out Um, yeah yeah, incredible music you know really aspirational stuff for me Mm. um you know, so they started sort of like um, reaching out to me and that was that was really great. And, you know, I could ask questions or ask advice or send demos and ideas around without even really the hope of 
you know, being signed or whatever, um, just as a sounding board, you know, and mm. to, to, to uh, a team of people who I like really respect um, and a label who's putting out music that I really like, admire. So that's how that started really. And then um, I kind of, yeah, I'd been sending, I sent some demos and then um, Tom who runs uh, the label and who, who was one of the main contacts for me, he just, you know, invited me to send some, you know, finished tracks. And um, he he was sharing with me, you know, how Deep Matter started as a label. It started off, um, I hope I get this right, I hope I get this right, <laughs> but uh, at least this is my interpretation. So um, Deep Matter started off um, by sharing predominantly instrumental music and beats. And then over the right. years, it evolved and changed, you know, and started supporting and releases um, uh, multi-instrumentalist music and vocalists, singer-songwriters, just to name a few. Um, so Root Records was a uh, was an idea that uh, the founders of Deep Matter had um, in a way to, uh, I guess, I guess, go back to their roots yeah. and um, celebrate instrumental music really so um they kind of shared the idea with me and i just thought it sounded fantastic so uh yeah we kind of built that together um not the label sorry but like built on that idea together mm. and um yeah believing things was the first record they they put out under root records and you know and i know that they have some plans and some great artists lined up for for uh them over this year and next that's awesome yeah um it's yeah it's a great way to kind of sort of uh, officially kick the label off and um it's you, you kind of i think the the band camp description for root records is genreless uh and instrumental music i mean do you how do you kind of you know approach the the, the context of genres in that in that way do you think it's sort of a uh an outdated concept to kind of still put things in that kind of category or is the root records approach of look it doesn't it just doesn't matter anymore yeah uh, yeah i think i think the latter to be honest i reckon that no matter what we create you know i guess it's just human nature to try and put things in boxes to try and make sense yeah. really of of i guess in this instance the sounds that we're hearing so of course you could kind of do that with the music i make or anyone else makes um but I guess it, this stretches a bit further than that, and yeah, it does challenge that idea of of um, yeah, what what genre really means, and, and our sort of personal relationship with it. So I'd say it it might feel outdated, but then you know it, maybe it's hu human nature to try and put things in boxes. But this yeah. probably just challenges that really. Yeah, yeah, I'm very much like that as well. In terms of, I th I, I think I'm very aware that I like to put things in boxes. So it, it, yeah. it's interesting, I guess, we're sort of entering. I think it used to be probably a mindset of from a marketing perspective, then you could put things, you know, putting things in boxes made it easier to promote and to put it to sure. appropriate audiences, for example. And um, I guess we, we really are entering that kind of uh, phase, or I guess we're well into it, where it, everything is a wonderful amalgamation of hip hop, jazz, soul, funk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So it's, yeah, and it's just, yeah, as a tag, that's kind of 
being used a lot now because everything is just this wonderful fusion of everything which is great which is wonderful i mean yeah. what is the kind of that i mean I, I think the manchester scene in general has been very kind of associated with that kind of vibrant approach to music it's been synonymous with everything from from hip-hop to to dance uh yeah. to, to kind of indie rock i mean what's it like just coming up in that yeah i think it's it, like you say it's it's in my in my experience of it has been really vibrant i'd say like the manchester scene the music scene here is it's small so this is again through my experience and my sure. eyes you know other people might have a different experience of it but for me it's small and interconnected um you know it's pioneering in many ways uh you know you you just named you know sort of like jazz hip-hop indie rock electronic music the hacienda factory records you know like the rich history here the rich like musical history here definitely like has inspired so many musicians whether like um like what's the word like specifically and and um by like in a way that's deliberate or in a way that's like a bit more subconscious you know um for me it's, it's it's a bit more subconscious but you know growing up here i lived you know it was about five minute walk away from a big mural of tony wilson and i'd walk past it um going to school every day and um it was like a graffiti artist interpretation of tony wilson and um it had one of his famous quotes on there and it was manchester kids have the best record collections <laughs> and i would always go past that and kind of you know obviously i wouldn't really think anything of it because it was the place i was growing up in mm. but you know little things like that will have had you know an impact on me and other people who have you know grown up here um but yeah, I'd say it, it's pioneering and some great artists always have been. But, you know, today, great artists coming out of Manchester and, yeah. um, you know, whenever I hear their music, I, I hear something different. And that might be me being, you know, biased or whatever, but I think there's a certain energy um, and that's, that's sort of translated through mm. various artists into their music. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Children of Zeus are from uh, Manchester, aren't they? Yeah, um, yep, yep, yep. Secret Night Gang. I mean, there's uh, yourself, obviously. There's just from a, you know, we talk about you know Manchester as having a rich lineage, but even just like now, immediately, it's yeah. it's there are still so many great, great names sort of coming to, the, um, sort of you know surfacing, which is it's it's really exciting always to see stuff like that happen. Uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. congratulations to be a part of it. Must be uh, really incredible. So awesome stuff, my friend. Well done. Ah, uh, no, thanks, man. Uh, how long have you been playing piano? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, so um, I've been playing, I answer this differently, but the real answer <laughs> differently depends on the context, but I'll answer it, uh, you know, fully. So I started playing the piano when I was a kid, um, but I, I never played at that point, at least, like how other people might learn. So I, I grew up in a house that had a piano. Um, both my parents um, are pianists as well. Mm. And uh, you might think, oh, you know, maybe I learned as a kid, you know, from them. But I actually really didn't, you know, they tried to sit me down and, and you know, teach me, but I just wasn't having any of it. And <laughs> fair play to them, they um, didn't force anything on me. Um, but I grew up in a house with a piano. And I think for me, that was a, a big thing because, you know, I would learn tunes by ear um, that um, I was hearing like on video games I was playing or TV programs I was watching. Um, I, I was always really connected to music and I'd kind of figure out melodies and things like that by ear on the piano. Um, so that's how I started. But then it wasn't until I was about 16 years old, I was on YouTube and I was recommended 
a video by um not a video I, I guess it was a video of course but like um a track by jay diller called armad it impresses me oh wow you've heard it yeah, yeah. yeah and um so i was aware of jay diller i was aware of jazz music but i hadn't really ever got into it anyway armad impresses me and people who are fans of jay diller and sort of re-upload his sort of beat tapes and stuff like that onto mm. youtube often <laughs> loop his music yeah, in yeah. a way that it just kind of goes on endlessly, right? <laughs> yeah. And so so I, I checked out Ahmad Impresses Me and I listened to this 30-minute upload, I think it was, um, <laughs> just on repeat. I listened to the whole thing. And, you know, if you know Jay Diller's music, it's especially like the beat tape, mm. the beat tapes that he put out, some of them were like little sketches, little ideas that yes, last yeah. no longer than a minute, looped <laughs> on repeat for 30. But every time this loop went round, I heard something new in the music um and you know i'd been i'd connected with music in a way that was like you know emotional before but not like this 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 hit me differently and so um that same session i listened to this 30 minute loop you know on repeat <laughs> and then i kind of like went a bit you know i went digging and tried to find like what this sample was that he was using and then i found it was <clears throat> from ahmad jamal's um album the awakening from the title track the awakening right. And I listened to The Awakening and it honestly, it blew my mind, completely blew my mind. Um, I'd listened to jazz, but never in this kind of like organic, I guess, like context. Um, I ended up listening to the whole of that album. And mm-hmm. honestly, it, you might think I'm making it up, but the next day, I, in that moment, I said to myself, this is as close to the music that I imagine making in my head, um, like presented to me in a way. And so the next day I started learning jazz piano when wow. I was about 16 in a way that was, you know, not just explore, exploration like I'd done up until this point, but in a way that was like a bit more structured and thoughtful. Um, and honestly, I've never looked back. I've never looked back since then. And so that little moment, you know, on YouTube, listening to this loop uh, over and over again and then checking out Ahmad Jamal's The Awakening. Yeah, it kind of just like sparked this new new path for me and yeah it's it's uh and i've been on it ever since that's such a cool story that is so cool and it's funny how like i think hip-hop is such an amazing gateway to to other types of music in general based on its sampling but to jazz because that was absolutely my route um to becoming a jazz fan was through through hip-hop stuff in the in the 90s and tribe called quest and gangstar and you know what yeah. what they were doing and you know over time you realize that you know all this stuff where it all comes from and then you kind of go back and um yeah hip-hop's influence on sort of jazz and sort of building that new audience around it was yeah it, it can't be overstated i think that's that's I, amazing that you had that yeah 100 percent, 100 percent agree mm-hmm. um you know, it's not that I hadn't listened to hip hop before that. You know, I, I was a big fan uh, of hip hop. One of the first records I ever heard, I, you know, this isn't, it's not really jazz related, but um, was Immortal Techniques, um, Revolutionary Volume 1 and 2. I remember right. I, I listened to that those albums back to back and they also had a big impact on me. You know, I was only like 12 years, 12 years old or something like that. And, you know, <laughs> if you know those albums, it's like, yeah. pretty heavy stuff you know yeah. i wasn't aware that pe- people were sharing ca- kind of you know music in that way but but yeah uh later you know tribe called quest um you know so many artists as well yeah yeah um but then this this 
experience was just it felt different you know because i was making beats um up until that point and um yeah just sparked something different inside me i guess um yeah i don't i don't even know what it was but yeah there we go that's amazing that's such a cool story i mean he's i guess uh uh, JD is often cited for sort of the intricacies like that, that thing you said about every time you heard it you know every time it started again you heard something different you know kind of the yeah. the layers of just various samples and things that he would add you know he's kind of revered uh, for those little tricks and I, I can't imagine he'd be any happier than hearing what you just said you know so uh, yeah that means really a lot cool. man yeah yeah so so um, the next record that I'm bringing out uh, is going to be a single um, and it's influenced really by um, that experience um, that I had. Um, it's a bit of a homage, I guess, to that particular track uh, and to Ahmad Jamal. So amazing. Um, yeah. So um, I really can't wait to share that, really. And uh, it's actually not the reason I told the story, but I just thought I'd mention that, that record. So the next one that's coming out is going to be uh, influenced by uh, that track specifically and that experience. So yeah, can't wait to sort of share it. and. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I send it over to you as well. That's super kind. I mean, uh, yeah, no, just well, just knowing what you've just sort of said, obviously, I'm yeah, <laughs> mega excited to hear it. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that that would be something special, dude. I, I don't doubt it. So, yeah, awesome stuff. Thanks, um, man. You're you're giving lots of thought to kind of the music that follows next. Now, is there? Are you thinking of another EP? Or are you thinking of a full length? Or yeah, so good question. So <laughs> in the in. <laughs> In the in the short term, I've got three singles planned, so they are finished projects, and I'm kind of just deliberately sort of sharing singles that um, aren't, I guess, attached to any bro- like broader concept, other than maybe the tracks themselves. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm now in the process of writing a, a full length um, oh. project, and so I hope I can share that um, in uh, hopefully spring next year. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, in the meantime, uh, sharing singles and that's again with Root Records, you know, they've been so awesome to work with. You know, we've just carried on that conversation really. So um, yeah, can't wait to share those really. Gosh, you're bursting with ideas. It's really exciting to hear it. It's so cool. <laughs> Damn, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to trying to write every day and, and share what I can really, um, mm. you know, not overshare but at the same time like um just yeah we could go this could be a whole other conversation but yeah just uh (laughs) lots (laughs) lots of ideas um yeah but uh, people that i work with you know that they just inspire me a lot you know i've got Mm. some some friends who just are relentless with you know writing new music and new ideas in a way that i just can't you know can't match but that's not what it's about i guess but yeah i appreciate that man honestly yeah yeah no well it's awesome stuff i've got uh, just uh, my penultimate question if i may um is about yeah. the just about i mean we talked about you know you sort of connecting with with jazz at such a young age i mean you know the uk right now it's gosh i mean there are so many you know hugely prominent names that kind of emerged there from such they're so young uh sort of yeah. when they started out and it's it just seems like it's something that happened almost overnight, you know, and it's just such a, 
amazing, just the really incredibly exciting thing to kind of to witness to see that these names have you know cross over to the states and people in the states know who they are and it's just you know and across the world it's just really really exciting. I mean, what what is it like kind of seeing that unfold and obviously being a part of it? But I mean, what, what would you attribute this kind of an impossible question? But this kind of this huh. this wave of, of of jazz that just sort of from such a uh, it sounds like, like I'm being patronizing. It's just because I know when I was sort of in my teens, I was, I, I you know, if you had played jazz to me, I, I would have been like, I, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> you know, it took yeah. me yeah. Uh, years later before I really, really became a, a, a fan and just, you know, hungry for more. And I, I think it's just, always just be, I'm bewildered by the fact that um, guys at such a young age are not only appreciating it but they're playing it and they're doing it in such a fantastic job I mean what, what what is it like kind of being a part of that yeah I mean I think yeah I think it's great you know for, for me it's like organic and it's, it's it's just sort of happened and I don't know what I would attribute it to but um yeah I mean you know I was recently you know recently working with Secret Night Gang and you know there's quite a few people in 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 that group but the two guys who kind of like are leading that that band you know they're they're now what you know 20 21 years old and i remember meeting uh callum when he must have been 17 or 18 you know and i was in my early 20s and honestly the dude could play so well Mm. you know had such a rich you know understanding of the music um in a way that's just like super mature, you know, like, um, and he was playing so well, you know, and I don't know what, I don't, you know, I don't know what that is. Um, other than just like, just a deep connection to the music, man. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know the broader thing, you know, with, with, you know, to answer your question around what that's attributed to, but I'm not sure, I guess just like, you know, in, in a way the internet just gives freedom and access to, you know, so many different types of music maybe sometimes a bit oversaturated, but right. what that means is that we can, you know, curate the music, you know, to, to, to suit us and, and our tastes. And, um, in a way that, you know, like back in the day, maybe radio would have played a huge part in right. uh, sort of shaping what people are listening to whilst it still does, you know, I think there's more freedom really just to explore and, uh, yeah. Find the music that kind of like means the most to us. Yeah. Awesome awesome stuff and it's well um yeah it, it, i suppose online digging is it's and is an art form in itself and obviously massively enjoyable <laughs> so uh yeah, yeah you, the rabbit holes you can sort of fall down to on Bandcamp pages and recommendations and just record labels uh it's it is a, an exciting process in of itself so yeah uh so yeah um uh, well long may it continue and uh i i, I was first i want to say thank you so much for your time i mean it's i've i've yeah i've been hoping to kind of uh spend some time chatting with you for for a while since you know first um uh grabbed myself a copy of leaving things it's such a brilliant brilliant uh ep it's a brilliant introduction to you uh, as a as solo artist in your own right and um just yeah mega excited about what you got what you got coming up next and uh yeah very grateful for your time my friend listen honestly my pleasure to be here thank you so much for hosting and you know for having a what just felt like uh, just an amazing conversation, really. <laughs> I forgot it was being recorded. Honestly, thank you for, for your time. Never mind mine. You know, no, I, no I really worries. appreciate you. Thank you. 
that's super kind just so before you go uh, we mentioned about a closing song um i don't know if you had time to, to pick something out something from uh the believe in things ep something of of significance um to you on a personal level is there anything you had uh, uh to um send everyone home super happy with yes i would love to invite you to listen to the awakening by Ahmed jamal trio Wonderful. um the record i mentioned earlier yeah um i've been digging back into it again recently um the next single i'm releasing is you know is inspired by Ahmed jamal and jd so yeah the awakening i had a sneaky suspicion that would be it. <laughs> yeah That's super cool. well that, yeah yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> 